It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th, with me, Coogan Cassius, and some very special guests, Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn... You get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, beginning the huge UK press tour in one day. Leeds first. Uh, just hearing Lee Wood's story up there, incredible, yeah, really. Yeah, and a great example to young fighters that one, a loss doesn't define you. Two, you can learn so much from defeat. Three, never give up. I can't quite believe the run that he's been on. You know, I mean, the Kanzu victory was astonishing. The Michael Conlon fight was unbelievable. You know, the dominating the Maurizio Lara one fight and then gets knocked out, comes back, dominates the second fight, now fights Josh Warrington, unbelievable. And you know, for Josh, you, right, you've got two two-time world champions up there and Josh trying to become a three-time world champion, Nottingham against Leeds in Sheffield, going to be an amazing fight, amazing atmosphere and part of a big back-end schedule coming up for 2023. Yeah, big night on October 7th. It's got an old-school feel, like has, the yeah. type of fights that you used to put on Sky. Yeah. You've had some good fights with... Wood and Warrington on this zone, but yeah. they've been against international yeah. opponents. There's nothing better than a domestic clash. I agree, and I think, look, in 10 days' time, AJ's fighting Dillian White at the O2. It's absolutely massive. And, you know, now you've got Wood Warrington, obviously working on Taylor Cameron. You've got Jack Catchell in a big fight. You've got Joe Caldina defending his title. We've got a great roster of fighters and a great run coming up, but there is nothing like a domestic fight. Brought over some great international opponents over the last couple of years, but not everybody's heard of them. It's very easy to buy into and, and you know, start getting excited about a fight between two guys with massive fan bases from cities an hour and a half away from each other for the world title. Seen uh, Oscar De La Hoya's tweet? He's waiting yeah. for your call. I know, it's nice, wasn't it? All of a sudden he wants to make a fight. He wants to make the fight because the zone want to make the fight. And we've already been talking to Golden Boy for a number of weeks about Mungir against Belenga. Frank Smith met with Eric Gomez in LA. Um, obviously, the zone have said to... Matchroom and Golden Boy, that's the fight we want next. Jaime Munguia against Belenga. Absolutely epic fight. Mexico against Puerto Rico, pure 50-50, absolute war. Add me some of that and hopefully we can sit down with our friends at Golden Boy and get it made. Of course, he did say in the post the winner to fight Canelo. Canelo's just done a, a deal with PBC, so I'm not sure how that would function. Yeah, I mean, look, you can always do a deal. 
with PBC. If PBC don't have an opponent that Canelo accepts, I don't even know the actual length of the PBC deal. Who knows? It's never been fully announced. But if they run out of opponents or there's someone you know, that makes a massive fight, I'm sure we can do that. If Canelo doesn't agree terms for a certain fight and he leaves PBC, I'll tell you what, you know, the, the Mungia Belanga winner is absolutely nailed on to fight Canelo Alvarez. I mean, it's a massive fight. And, and again, I think it's like certain fights just make sense, right? Wood Warrington. Per, like, how can you not make it? Belanga Mungia, exactly the same. How can we not make it? We've got to get it done. Eddie, I know Coogan spoke to you the other day. A couple of things he didn't ask about. Obviously, Callum Smith won't be fighting Better yeah. Beer for the foreseeable because mm. Better Beer's got some dental issues. So what's going to go on with Callum in the meantime? Well, we've actually got a call with Callum today. I mean, he's hugely frustrated because, annoyingly, Callum Smith last boxing on August 27th. Um, he was supposed to fight against Stepien and got injured and had to pull out the fight. Then he decided to wait for the Better Beer fight. Then now that's been cancelled. We're told that Better Beer won't be ready till actually January or February. So for Callum Smith, he's just done seven or eight weeks. He wants to fight ASAP. Can we slot him on the AJ card coming up on August 12th? Can we get him on a September card? But really, Callum needs to fight, I think, before the end of September because he's not going to wait till January or February. It would be 15 months out of the ring, and that's not a good look to fight someone like Artur Betabiev. So I would like to try and find a way for Callum to get out and fight. Is Derek Chisora fighting on the Joshua card? Yes, we are We have waiting for board approval for the Derek Chisora fight. We wanted to announce a few days ago, but again, we're calling the board, waiting for approval, um, and we will likely announce anyway, subject to board approval, hopefully today or tomorrow. But yes, plan Derek Chisora to fight on that card. Marius Wack's been... Really no, be much better fight than Marius Wack, and actually quite a tough fight, but... I'll wait for it to be announced. Okay, cool. Um, your interview on Piers Morgan didn't yeah. go down too well with Team Fury. Have you didn't seen the comments yesterday? No. On yesterday? No, no, go on. Frank's comments? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, what was it? My nose grew six inches or something like that. Yeah, I saw his comments about Frotch's nose, like a wine gum or something like that. A couple of he noses. Was, he was on one. About. Yeah, he was on one. Um, I, like, I quite like watching Frank's interviews now because he's just gone totally rogue. I actually see a lot of similarities. Don't forget that Frank Warren's son is not the front of the business, but really running the business in George. And obviously Barry Hearn's son, me, is running the business. So the great dynasties that our fathers have in the sport is now being run by the sons, which I think is great. It's a great story. And Frank sometimes reminds me a little bit of my old man in a way that they just, they're both, <laughs> I won't use a specific word, but a little bit doolally, the pair of them, right? And they don't care, right? And they're so rogue with what they say and so bizarre sometimes with what they say that I actually quite like that interview. I, didn't, I only watched it, you, you tagged me in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah thanks. Well, it, what, yeah. He, and, he wasn't happy that um, you got on Piers Morgan and said that you turned, turned down, down an okay, offer because they haven't got what, an offer. What I'm saying is, is, apparently Tyson Fury is the biggest name in boxing, right? According to Frank, like, oh, one, one of, you know, mm -hmm. huge name, blah, blah, blah. Since when do you have to wait for an offer that never really comes anyway. Like, when you do a deal with the Middle East, you don't just sit on your chair and wait for an offer to come in. You pitch fights to these territories and you negotiate deals. So when I went and um, did a deal in Abu Dhabi or when we did the Usyk fight, they didn't just phone me up randomly one day and go, this is our offer. I went to them and said, would you be interested in a rematch? What could we do? And ultimately, it's your job to create an opportunity for a fighter. Now, they had untold conversations with Saudi the fact that they didn't receive a written offer 
is probably because the numbers that were discussed, and I know the numbers that were discussed and offered, maybe what Tyson Fury offered asked for there was just a decision that there would be no offer because of what he asked for but it's your job as the promoter to go out and make the offer to the fighter not just to sit there and wait for an offer so there were plenty of opportunities for Tyson Fury to fight Usyk I believe in Saudi and I'm sure they've confirmed that to you as well we know Wembley because apparently they were dead set on the Wembley for 70-30 so Tyson had that offer but couldn't apparently negotiate with Usyk it doesn't really matter you can spin it how you want the reality is there were opportunities, 100% for Tyson Fury to fight Usyk, and he decided maybe the money, he didn't like the money, maybe he didn't like the fight, but chose not to progress it, and for, for um, Nganu instead. And how many interviews have I got to see where I say, I get it, I understand. It's a load of money for a bloke that's never boxed before in his life. So I don't think it's bad business, but you can't sit there and say, I can't believe it. We could, I mean, we tried to make the AJ fire, we tried to make the Usyk fire, and that's the only ones he talked about. Well, well their point is they're the only ones sending out offers for the UK But they're not fights. really. Omar, if you send me an email, like yeah. I received, going, all right, yeah, we want to talk about the fight in September. Um, let's have a chat. Same terms as last time. Next thing, we've made an offer to, to Tyson Fury for the same thing. You know, like, you can spin it however you want. The reality is, I'm not saying that Tyson Fury wouldn't fight Usyk and wouldn't fight Joshua, but you can't say that he really tried to make all those fights or, you know, certainly the Usyk fight. That fight was there. Usyk was bending over backwards to make that fight. In terms of the Joshua one, are you saying that once the email offer came in... We spoke to George Warren. If you had actually gone ahead with it, were you saying they would have just pulled out? No, I think maybe we could have made the fight. But at that stage, we're fighting on August 12th, which they knew, and we're negotiating with Saudi Arabia to fight Deontay Wilder. That's our plan, Right. When I phone up AJ and go, look, do you want to scrap those two fights and just hope that we can get a, com a deal done with Tyson Fury? You can imagine like, the belief of people. No one believes Tyson Fury now. Probably no one believes me. No one certainly believes Frank. I've seen the, the comments you know, underneath the thing. It don't really matter. We're going to spin it. We're promoters. We spin it how we want. The reality of this situation is I think it's good business from Tyson Fury and Frank Warren for Tyson Fury, and I think it's very disappointing for fight fans. That's all. And I just don't think there's loads of other fights out there he could have boxed. Andy Ruiz, he never wanted 25 million or whatever they, they said he wanted. I don't know who they were talking to. Um, Philip Hergovic, um, Martin Bacoli, and Frank will say, who's heard of Martin Bacoli? Absolutely right. It's a pretty tough fight for average money. You just don't do it. But you can't say, we, we explored all options. You didn't go through the entire top 15 in the governing bodies and ask everyone to fight, did you? Just that the money weren't good enough and you wanted a loads of money for an easy fight. Congratulations. Don't, don't worry about Don't have to get angry about it and talk about people's noses. It's just it is what it is. Congratulations. Frank's going to cop a nice few quid. Enjoy it. What was Joshua's view on the Ngannou fight? Same before. Francis Ngannou approached me through his people or whatever and said, we would like to discuss the Anthony Joshua fight. I went to Las Vegas because I thought, you know, I'm going, I mean, actually no, I was in Las Vegas and I contacted him and said, let's have a lunch. We had a two hour lunch, fascinating guy, what a lovely man. And he said, I want to fight Anthony Joshua. And I went, blimey, not really discussed it with him. I went back, we're having a catch up with AJ. I said, I met France Ngannou and he wants to fight you. He said, absolutely no interest. You can ask him next week. He went, I want to win a world heavyweight title. I'm not fighting France Ngannou. And that was it. And I went, all right. And that was the end of the conversation. By the way, at the time, he had no world title. I think you actually mentioned this in an interview, so you done well, actually, because you, you, you had our back for once. Oh, with yeah, Dave. Yeah, he had no world, yeah, that's right. He had no world title, 
and he had no undisputed fight. He didn't have the Fury fight, he didn't have the Usyk fight, but Ngannou asked to fight him and he said, no, I want to focus on my boxing. But look, we know the Deontay Wilder fight in Saudi Arabia, even mm. though it's a huge fight, mm -hmm. it, it's there because of the money. So the Ngannou fight would have generated loads of money. So, and Joshua said multiple times, impresses the last two, I'm doing it for the money. So what is Umar, are you trying to criticize Joshua for wanting fights like Deontay Wilder over no, Francis Ngannou. I mean, no, but, but that's it, what I'm saying. I mean, he wants to try and win a world heavyweight title. Right. He wants to be in the biggest fights in boxing to cement his history and his legacy in the sport. If he would have just wanted a few quid, we could have done loads of stupid stuff. He's, you know, like you know, like the WWE and stuff like that. Was he offered for that? No, do you know how? You know how? Like you would never get AJ doing that. I, I like Tyson doing it. I think it suited him, and he probably made a nice few quid. It's for some people, it's not for other people. Francis Ngannou, in a exhibit, whatever it is, is not for Anthony Joshua. Now listen, when he's 50 and he's not bothered about the World Heavyweight Championship and someone comes out and offers him 30 million to have an exhibition, that's on him. He'll still never take it. But I'm, and I'm not asking, oh, you should be praising AJ because he's just all about boxing and legacy. But that's his life. And he's just focused and obsessed with trying to become world heavyweight champion again. And so the that's the main priority. Absolutely, the yeah, absolutely. But he wants to make money. And he, when there's a dangerous fight, like Deontay Wilder, he wants to make a load of money. But he never said to me once when I said to him about Ngannou, how much do you think I would make for that fight? He just went, no, no. So just to round off quickly on Conor Ben, can you just confirm whether the WBC with their investigation in the first test and UCAD with their investigation in the second test only looked at those tests rather than both? Is that, is that yeah, accurate? Yeah, both tests were considered in the whole situation. Ultimately, he went through two processes. One was the WBC and one was UCAD. We felt that because WBC and VADA did the tests, that was the people to go through and the route to go through. When he did that and he was cleared of any wrongdoing, which was from the statement, and he was reinstated in the rankings, we thought he's gone through the process, cleared to fight. There was a huge amount of feedback from people saying, no, despite him not being a British Boxing Board of Control holder, he should still go through UCAD and the British Boxing Board of Control. He did that. He was provisionally suspended. They had the hearing. He uh, won the hearing. They lifted the suspension. No ban, no nothing. And he's clear to fight in Britain, subject to the approval of the British Boxing Board of Control which is the next process to undertake. Because Connor's not a licence holder with the board, do UCAD have jurisdiction over the testing process? I mean, that's an argument to have with, with them. Um, I've made comments previously about that jurisdiction, of which I am you know, get told off for, because, and it's important for people to know. You know this confidentiality under UCAD rules? That's not an Eddie Hearn and Matron rule. People seem to think, oh, that's convenient for Eddie. We're not allowed to talk about it. And by the way, I wasn't in the hearing. I haven't seen the dockets. I haven't seen the information. What I know was the suspension's lifted and he's been cleared again. So I would like Conor Ben to go through the process now and apply for his British Boxing Border Control licence. There's a lot of fighters, big name fighters in the UK, who have failed tests and chose to not apply for a British Boxing Border Control licence and fight on an international licence. And then when they fight in the UK, they ask for approval. Mm -hmm. I don't think any British fighter that's having fights in Britain should do that, in all honesty. So I would like Conor Ben to go through the process with the board and we'll do that. And hopefully, after being cleared on from the WBC and in that hearing, 
we can move forward with a licence. Looking at the board statement last night, do you think they'll appeal it? Uh, maybe. I mean, I could imagine the whole world and the dog is calling the board, telling them to appeal it. You know, we live in a strange, strange business, in a business of boxing. But ultimately, everything that has been asked of Conor Ben, he's done. He's been cleared by the WBC. The suspension has been lifted by UCAD. It's up to the board if they want to. We're ready for anything. I mean, we're a year in, Umar. Fighting every day for a year. So we ain't going anywhere. He was saying, are you... IFL really do use you. You're on two interviews at the same time. Do you see Adam Catchell's comment saying it's a whole PR spin from you and Connor? Adam Catchell's a Burke. I mean, what was it? A, 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 A spin. A spin. It's facts. Right After the decision, you have a choice to announce the decision or wait for the appeal. Let me ask you a question. On the Friday, Conor Ben made the statement. The decision came a few days before. If Conor Ben would have lost, do you think the media would have been aware of the decision? Absolutely. Funnily enough, he won the case and no one even called me. I couldn't believe it. Conor Ben knew that someone would leak something. He wrote to UCAD and he wrote to... The, the hearing and said we are going to make a statement to confirm the result of the hearing just to let you know no one went rogue no one trying to spin anything Adam Catchell needs to understand one thing you wanted him to go through the UK process he did it suspension lifted clear to box see you on talk sport me old China fight disciples or what you're called cheese sports social podcast network Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.